Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Missy Armstrong and if it's your first time here, hi, we're so happy that you're listening and we hope you get a lot out of the lesson today. If this is not your first time, welcome. Welcome and we are so glad to have you here. We're about to start into the next portion of Joshua's life. And it's about to get super exciting. So thank you for being here today. And we're going to jump right in there this morning at Joshua 2. Joshua chapter 2. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Sittim. Go look over the land. He said, especially Jericho. So they went and they entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho Jericho was told, Look, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy on the land. So the king of Jericho sent a message to Rahab, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy on our whole land. But the woman was take, and who had taken in the two men had hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I do not know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stacks of flax. She had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers pursuers had gone, the gate was shut. Before the spies laid down for the night, she went up onto the roof and said I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that we all that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what he did in Sihem and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, where you completely dis- for whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by 
the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown you kindness. Give us a sure sign that you will spare our lives, the lives of my father, <coughs> the lives of my mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives are in your hands. The man assured, you, assured her, if you don't tell what we're doing, we will treat you kindly and fairly when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down a rope through the window toward the house that she lived on was part of the city wall. And she said to them, go to the hills to the pursuers uh, so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourself three days until they return and then go on your way. Now the men said to her, this oath we made to you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter your land you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and unless you have brought your father and mother and brother and all your family into your house if any of them is outside your house in the street their blood will be on your hands we will not be responsible as for those who are in your house with you the blood the blood will be on our hand in the hand if the hand is laid on them but if you tell what we are doing we will be released from our oath that you made us swear agreed she replied let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed. She tied the scarlet cord to her window when they left. And they went down the hills and stayed there three days. Until the pursuers had searched along the road. And returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. And they went down the hills. Forded the river. And came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord surely has given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Although Joshua is a man of faith, he is also a military strategist. Before setting out to invade Canaan, he dispatches two men with special with a special mission. Joshua himself had taken part in a similar spying mission many years prior, but now he wanted to an up-to-date report of the condition of the inhabitants, and especially their defenses that, uh, that surrounded the city of Jericho. Jericho had two while in Jericho, the two spies went to the home of a prostitute, Rahab, 
who informs them that because of the news of the Israelites and that they're about the news about them invading their land and taking over their land, the morale of the inhabitants is low. And in response to this, she is, she is fearing for her life. She's fearing for her family. She pleads with them for protection and safety. The spies give her a promise that she and her family will be saved. Now, I heard it said that some people say that Joshua's act here when he sent in the spies was an action that came from maybe him doubting the Lord. But I don't see it like that at all. He sent the spies in as a partnership of faith. Moses sent the spies in previously when Joshua was that part of that group of spies. And Joshua and Caleb, they wanted to go ahead and take the land, but the others were a little bit shocky or a little bit scared about it. But I don't think it's doubt. I think he sent, the, you know, sent his people in. It may have been under direct, you know, a direct order from the Lord or direct direction where God had told him, hey, send two guys in there to check it out. I don't know. doesn't say that God told him to. <coughs> but he does. He sends them in. It, it's not, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's not doubt. I, I think it's a partnership or a, like, side by side with his faith. Faith, well, like I just said, is a partnership between us and God. We do the possible. He does the impossible, right? It's like it says in James 2, 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. I'm not saying that you have to work for your salvation, not at all. I'm saying that's a free gift that God has given to us. Even in, even in salvation, you have faith in God, and you ask God to be part of your life. You ask God to come be the Lord of your life. That's an action. You know, asking God is an action. It's a work, but it's not. It's not what makes you saved. God gives you that gift that makes you saved. But you see what I mean? Alright, let's, let's continue on. Now every... Oh, we're in Joshua 3, I'm sorry. 
uh, early in the morning, all of the Israelites set out of Siddim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, officers went throughout the camp giving orders to people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out of your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since we have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Concentrate yourselves before or tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among us. Joshua said to the priests, Take the Ark of the Covenant and pass ahead of the people so that they look up and went ahead and it went ahead of them. The Lord your and the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan waters, go stand in the water. Now you will know that the living God is among you, and he will certainly drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hibites, the Prezerites, Gershomites, Amorites, and Jezebites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go to the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men <coughs> from the tribes of Israel, one on each side. As soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream, will cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke up camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at the flood stage during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge. The water from upstream stopped flowing and piled up in a heap a great distance away. A town called Adam in the vicinity of Zerthon, where the water flowing down to the sea of Erba, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed, the, uh, crossed over opposite of Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, and while Israel passed by until the whole nation completely crossed on dry ground. And this is another example of Joshua doing what he's told, being the guy that God says, you're the chosen one. You're the leader right now. And he follows instructions completely. And I think this is 
something a lot of people are like, Joshua. Joshua didn't part the Red Sea. No, he didn't part the Red Sea. He parted the Jordan River. But a lot of people just remember, oh, Moses parted the Red Sea. And when you mention this section of actually Joshua parted the Jordan River during flood time, which the Jordan River is pretty deep and wide during the flood season, and it specifically says flood season, that he follows the instructions completely. And the entire Israelite camp moved through this water while the water waited. And it, I'm not talking about like 100 people or 200 people. We're talking millions of people crossing the Jordan River just like they did the Red Sea. And Joshua is at this point like God has proven to the Israelites that this is my guy. This is the one I need you to follow. Listen to what he says. I'm talking to him. And in return, they get completely across the Red Sea with no problems whatsoever. And it just proves that Joshua is like the the one that that God called. He is the one that God is chosen to lead them. And at this point they're following, which is awesome because we know they have some problems with that. So when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, <coughs> and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan and place them right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down in the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together twelve men and appointed them from the Israelites, one from each tribe, he said to them, Go before the ark of the Lord, and into the middle of the Jordan, each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of Israelites, to serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask, What do these stones mean? Tell them, that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed into the Jordan waters. These stones are to be a memorial of that to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites as the Jordan as the Lord told Joshua and the Jordan, and they carried them over with them to the camp where they put them down, and Joshua set, set up 
the twelve stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan as a spot where priest, where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they were there on to, and they are there to this day. Now the priest who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done. Just as Moses had directed Joshua, the people hurried over, and as soon as all of them had crossed the ark of the Lord, and Joshua and the priest came over to the other side. While the people watched, the men of Reuben, Gad, the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over, ready for battle in front of the Israelites. As soon as Moses, as Moses had directed them, about forty thousand armed battle, armed for battle, crossed over before the Lord into the plains of the Jericho for war. That. That day of the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of Israel, and they stood in awe of him in all of the days of his life, just as he, they stood in awe of Moses. Then he said, command, command your priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant and the Law to come down out of the Jordan. And Joshua commanded the priests come out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river carrying the Ark of the Lord. No sooner had they set foot on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up into the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. Now, now Joshua took those, took the stones And placed them, the stones that they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your dependents ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the river, the Jordan River on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan, the Red Sea, just as he had done, the Red Sea. When he dried it up before, until we had all crossed, he did this so that the people on earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and they might always fear the Lord your God. One of the greatest tests of Joshua's faith was crossing this Jordan. For 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness, and now they're finally arriving and about to be able to claim the land that's been promised to them right and then they come up and they arrive at the Jordan and they arrived during flood time like six months earlier during the dry season crossing would have been like easy it's, it's very, very, like, shallow during that time. But God did it in his time to prove 
whose hand is on Joshua. He is leading this group of people. Right? They needed divine help. But to get that help, God gave them instruction. Right? So, this miracle proved that Joshua had the seal of God, like he, it demonstrated as well that the nation of Israel was God's people. And, you know, God told Joshua to take the stones and make a permanent reminder that God was faithful to bring them to this land. If the priests had waited for the waters to recede before stepping out, they would have never experienced the miracle. They had to get their feet wet. So whatever you may be facing spiritually, right? Don't be afraid to get your feet wet. Whatever you may have facing in your life to be your Jordan River at this present moment. Walk up to it. Like, get ready for it. Don't be afraid to step out. First John 5 4 says, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Our faith in God gives us our victory over the devil through salvation, right? Without that faith, without that stepping out on that faith, making that decision. To become saved. <coughs> to allow God into your life. That is what gives us. That, that is the first. Step of faith. The first step. To overcoming the world. So. When you're looking out. On whatever you're facing. Put it in God's hand. Pray and ask God to help you with it. And then get up and keep moving forward. Right? Keep doing what God's telling you to do. Keep walking the way that God's telling you to walk. And before long, he will make a path. He will make a way. You will see that path. And things will start moving ahead. Now. Did they completely take over the land of Canaan? As soon as they crossed that Jordan? Or as soon as they stepped into the Jordan? No. We'll see. You know. Joshua and the battle of Jericho. You know that's just basic that that's the very first thing Joshua you know so don't don't think you may not have a few Jerichos in your life 
as well. But keep the faith. Know that God is with you. Know that God has control, even though you may not understand it. And keep doing what he's telling you to do. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, be kind to yourself and others. And smile. God loves you, and so do I.